Good morning, church. I hope you all are all well back home. This morning we're going to continue in Psalm 91, verses 1 to 16, as we continue to look at, Is our safety in God? And I pray that we will continue to be patient and trust God as we endure this lockdown situation amidst COVID-19. But please turn with me to Psalm 91. I invite you all to turn with me to Psalm 91 as I read from verse 1 through to the end, verse 16. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge, no evil shall be allowed to befall you, no plague come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you, to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for another beautiful morning in Robertson. We thank you for this beautiful town. Thank you for planting a church here in Robertson where we can be equipped to live godly lives in this community. And give us wisdom to be the salt and light in this community, Father. But also give us wisdom to, to seek safety in you as we endure the situation we find ourselves in. Give us wisdom to always look to your Son, Christ Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. But help me now, Father, to preach Christ crucified clearly and soundly. May I be found faithful and trustworthy with your word. May I handle your word accurately and carefully. But Father, help us all also to listen. Help us to, to listen carefully and apply what we hear. May your word convict us of our sin. May it correct us. May it teach us. And may it refute us. And may it train us in righteousness. So that we may be adequately equipped for every good work. But Father, be with us all now. As we come to hear what the sacred scriptures have to say to our our hearts, our minds, so that we can walk by faith and not by sight and trust you as we seek safety in you. I pray and ask this all in Jesus' name. 
Amen. <clears throat> this morning I'm going to um, pick up where I left off last Sunday, and that is in Psalm 91. And we're going to continue to look at, is our safety in God? And then the question is, are we seeking safety in God during this time? And not only during this time, but are we always seeking safety in God every day of our lives? Even when we go through the good times, as well as the bad times. Are we seeking safety in the shadow of the Almighty and the Most High? And we should, because our God is the Almighty God. He is the Creator God. He made heaven and earth and all that is in it. He's all-known. He's all-powerful. He's all-wise. He's all-seen. So why wouldn't we want to seek safety in our God? Uh, look back at, at Daniel chapter 2. And I see that there was a time when the kings or the king needed a dream interpreted. And unfortunately, his men, his magicians and his enchanters, they couldn't interpret the dream. And he got angry with them and, and, and he was furious with them. And he said, because you wise men cannot interpret my dream, I'm going to destroy you all. And that includes Daniel as well and his friends, Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah and all his companions. What does Daniel do? And this is found in chapter 2. You can read it in verses 1 to the end. What does Daniel do? Well, he gets his friends and he tells them, seek mercy from the God, from our God. Daniel and his friends, they seek safety in God, in God himself and his word. And they go to God because they know what this king is going to do to all of them. He's going to want to destroy them. So they rest their lives in God's hands. They seek safety in God for him to come and reveal this mystery to them. Because Daniel has said to the king, wait, my God will reveal this dream to you. He will interpret it for you. Please give me some time. And Daniel goes away and he prays. And in verse 19, then the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision of the night. But then listen to how Daniel reacts to the creator God. Daniel and Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, to whom belong wisdom and might. He changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells with him. To you, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise. For you have given me wisdom and might and have now made known to me what we asked of you. For you have made to us or made known to us the king's matter. See, Daniel seeks safety in God, God's mercy, God's grace. And because he went to the true living God, and it's true what scripture says, whoever trusts in God is safe. And that's what he did. And God revealed to him the dream. The God who made the heavens and the earth. The God who is our helper, who provides our security, who provides our protection, our resources, our shelter, our food, our clothing, our water, as well as our knowledge, our wisdom, 
our understanding, our insight, and our discernment. This is the God that Daniel went to for help. This is the God we can go to for help and seek safety in. And we should trust in God's safety. Just like Daniel, we should do exactly what Psalm 18 verses 1 to 3 says. The Lord is my rock and my fortress. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I'm saved from my enemies. The safest place to be in on this earth, in this community, is in the safety of God. His loving care, a compassionate Father who cares for us. Psalm 91 is a great psalm. It's there to encourage us to keep taking safety in God in spite of what we are going through. But it requires hard work to take safety in God. There's nothing about the Christian life that says it's passive and we sit back and let go and let God do everything. No, we are responsible to work out our salvation in fear and trembling. And we need to keep working on helping each other take safety in God. No matter what we go through, whatever circumstance you're going through right now, take safety in God. And let's be real. Times of this are hard. There are times when there's danger, there's serious danger. There are times when, when the ordinary threats that come our way are serious. We can be shaken. We can be driven to fear. But we need to always keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, in whom we can take safety. He is our rock. He is our fortress. In Him, He's hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And He will give that. He doesn't always deliver us from what we're going through, but He always gives us the wisdom to endure it, to have the understanding so we can walk rationally through the situation. And last Sunday, we, we looked at our first reason why we can find safety in God. And that was to encourage us to fix our eyes on Jesus for safety. And our first reason was, the first reason why we can find safety in God is because God is our security. But let me quickly just refresh our minds briefly of our first reason, which was found in verses 1 to 10 of Psalm 91. And this is what someone said about Psalm 91. The psalm was written to provide the people of God with assurance that they would be kept safe and secure if they put their trust in the Lord and remained faithful to the covenant. And this is what the psalm is doing. It's encouraging us to seek safety in God. But let's be very clear. A psalm is not saying that when we trust in God, we will have no troubles. Everything's going to be hunky-dory. Everything's going to be like in heaven. No, James remind us. And I remember I told you that last week. James says in chapter 1 verse 2, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Small trials, massive trials that put fear in our hearts, put panic in our hearts. But we need not panic. We need not fear. We turn to the true living God. And seek safety in him. He's our refuge. He's our rock. 
And, and by the word security, when I say we should go to God for safety, for security, by the word security, I mean we know that we are safe and free from worry. Because worry puts a stranglehold on your mind and your whole being and it strangles you, it chokes you from living a joyful, happy, godly life through the circumstance you're going through. And in verses 1 to 2 of Psalm 91, there were several, there were several words of security that appeared that we looked at. There was shelter, a place for security to hide from danger. There was shadow. That, that this is about seeking security under the wings of the Lord, like a little chicken seeking security under the mother hen, under its mom's wings. There was refuge, that's a place of security. And then there was fortress, a place of security from future attacks from the enemy. So what the psalmist is saying, that if you can take security in these physical things, and they do help you, and you do find security in them, then why shouldn't you take security in the all-known God? Take security in God ourselves, who we can trust. And there is far greater security in God than in our possessions, our homes, and what we hold on to. And verse 2 of Psalm 91 is telling us that if you want true security, we must trust in God for this. We must dwell in the shelter of the Most High. We must abide in the shadow of the Mighty. We must trust Him for security. We must take safety in Him for security. And then we look at verse 4 of Psalm 91. Again, there's a benefit. And I'll refresh you. There's, there's actually quite a few benefits from verses 3 to 10. But just a reminder of one of the benefits is, is in verse 4. God will cover us with his pinions, and under his wings you may seek refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a bulwark. So if we seek God as our security, then he can cover us with his pinions. He can cover us with his love, with his comfort, with his wisdom, with his knowledge, with insight, with understanding, with discernment, with knowledge. And pinions points to a hen. The chickens come under her wing. By natural instinct, the hen calls her chicks when they're in danger to come under her wings for security. When it's cold and they're freezing to death, the, the, the mother hen calls her chicks to come under her wings for, for safety, as in warmth. They find great warmth under her wings. And what a secure place to be under the mother hen's wings. And we too must seek security in God's love and in God's comfort. He, he calls us to take refuge in Him. He, he wants us to take refuge in Him so He can care for us. Otherwise, left to ourselves, we will be just as helpless as those chickens if they're left to themselves, away from their mom. They will freeze to death. They will get eaten up by prey. And the same thing with us. If we just do our own thing and not go seek comfort under God's care, we too will fall prey to temptation, to Satan, to the world, to the flesh, and to sin. But let's seek security in God. Let's go to God. There's this wonderful scripture verse. No created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. There are great words of security. Go to Jesus. So our first reason 
why we can find safety in God is because He is our strength. He is our salvation and He is our security and we can seek safety in Him. But let's continue now. Let's look at our second reason. And this is also a great reason why we can find safety in God. And that's because God is our protection. And that's found in verses 11 to 16 of Psalm 91. And these verses, they are a promise of God's protective presence. And yeah, he, we see in, in Psalm 91 how he uses angels to protect us. But before we look at that, I just want to read a few verses from Psalm 5 to remind us of God's protection. What comforting words. What, what, there's so much comfort from God's words because they are alive and they are promises to us. Listen to Psalm 5 verses 11 to 12. But all, but let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy and spread your protection over them. It's talking about God. That those who love your name may exalt in you. For you bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover him with favor as with a shield. And then in verse 11, and spread your protection over them. God wants to protect us, but he also wants us to run to him and seek safety in him. It's not just sit back and God, come now, come help me. No, you've got to go. You've got to be proactive. Everything is what we must do. And then God will do for us. We walk by faith and not by sight. But back to verses 11 to 13. Here we see how God uses angels. How he uses angels to protect his people and us from danger. So what more reason to go and find safety in God? Angels are God's heavenly representatives, his messengers, who he sends to do his will in our lives, like protecting us or, and, or keeping us safe. Angels are there to, to protect us. We've just, got to go, we've just got to go back to Hezekiah. There was a time when King Sennacherib and his great Assyrian army came upon the King Hezekiah of, of, of Jerusalem. But look what happened. God sent an angel to destroy them. Why did God do this? Yes, he loved Hezekiah, but because Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah cried out to the Lord of heaven. They seek safety in God. Read about that in 2 Chronicles chapter 32, verses 1 to 19, and then verses 20 to 22. Beautiful story how God protected King Hezekiah by sending angels to wipe out the Assyrian army. So God uses angels as his servants for the welfare and salvation of humans. And if we cry out to our Father, who is in heaven, for protection, and if it is his will at that time to use angels to protect us, he will. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14 says this about angels. Are they not all ministering spirits? sent out to render service for the sake of those who will inherit salvation. Who are those that will inherit salvation? Us, God's children. We who are clothed in His righteousness. So there it is. God uses angels to protect us for our safety. Now, 
I want us just to know this. I'm not encouraging us to worship angels now. I'm encouraging us to seek safety in God because God can use angels to protect us. And, and, and I'm, not, so I'm not encouraging us to now go worship angels. But I just want to let us know that God can use angels to protect us. And if he uses angels to protect us, we thank God. God, thank you for that angel. Don't go start worshipping angels and giving glory to angels. No, angels worship God. We worship God. So be encouraged. Seek safety in God. Seek protection in God. And there are angels that will protect us. Wasn't that the same with Jesus? Beautiful example of Jesus. How God used an angel to minister to him in the wilderness. Look at verses 11 to 12. And verse 13 of Psalm 91. In those two verses, especially verses 11 to 12 of Psalm 91. These are the two verses that Satan took out of context to try and get Jesus to throw himself down from the pinnacle of the temple. And you can read about that in Matthew chapter 4 verses 5 to 7. And how he tempted um, Jesus, how Satan tempted Jesus to throw himself down from the pinnacle of the temple and to get him to fall into temptation and sin. But Jesus knew that Satan had taken this verse out of context. Like many Christians today, they, they take verses out of context, they name a verse and they claim a verse. Jesus knew back in Deuteronomy chapter 6 that... Chapter 6, verse 16. And this is how he answered Satan. You shall not put the Lord your God to the test as you tested him at Massa. And Satan said, you throw yourself down. God will send his angels to, to pick you up. He will save you. But no. Satan was trying to. Get Jesus to fall into temptation and sin. What a beautiful way. If we know scripture, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test as you tested him in at Massa. But look what Satan does as well. So, so basically, just before we look at that, Jesus knew that Satan had taken that verse out of context. Those two verses, the 11 and 12 of Psalm 91. But what does Jesus do? Like I said, he denounces the idea as testing God. For Satan had misused verses 11 to 13. And like I said, he throws back verse 6 or verse 16 of Deuteronomy chapter 6. But if you look at verse 13 of Psalm 91, why did Satan left, leave that verse out? You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent. You will trample underfoot. Well, someone said, in general, a metaphor for God's protection from all deadly attack. From who? Satan himself. That, that, the, the, those animals there symbolize enemies. And that enemy is Satan. And Satan leaves that verse out because it's about him. It's about him who wants to destroy man. Revelation 12 verse 19 says, let us know this. 
And the great dragon was thrown down, the serpent of old, who is called the devil, and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was thrown down to earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. So the animals, the lion and the cobra, symbolize enemies in verse 13 of Psalm 91. And it's all about Satan and his enemies who, who don't care a bit about us. They want to destroy the church. They want to destroy us. But we can take protection in God. Who can protect us from the evil one. And a lovely verse reminds us. Verse 18 of 1 John chapter 5 says, We know that everyone who has been born of God does not keep on sinning. But he who was born of God protects him. And the evil one does not touch him. God is the one that wants to help us and protect us from the evil one. And he will. But are we willing to trust in him for safety in order for him to protect us? Trials bring a lot of doubt, a lot of discomfort, a lot of despondency and a lot of depression. But are we willing to to go to God? Are we willing to do what verses 14 to 16 of Psalm 91 says? It talks about God who wants to protect us. And the ones that God will protect us are the ones who are going to hold fast to me in love. This is what verses 14, 15 and 16 are talking about. about. God's going to protect those who hold fast to me in love. They know my name and will call to me in trouble for protection. Are we willing to go to God for protection? Because if you, if you hold fast to the confession of faith, the hope that is in you, if you hold fast to the gospel of Christ, then, 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 that, then Christ's love will compel you to go to God for safety, for protection. If you know His name, you will call out to Him. You will cry out to our Father, Abba, Father, please protect me from what's going on around me. And in times of trouble, you will call out to God for protection. Because He is there to help us. Look at verse 16 of Psalm 91. God will satisfy us with a long life, which implies eternal life. And we will see God's salvation, which implies we will enjoy God's salvation. God will save us from harm now. And also will save us from harm when Jesus returns. Because there is now no condemnation, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And Matthew 5, 8 says, Blessed are those who, who are pure in heart, for they shall see God. And the pure in heart seek protection in God. And they see God. They see God for who He is, the Almighty God who wants to help them, who wants to care for them, who wants to protect them. And, and God will satisfy us with long life. And the long life He's talking, like I said, is eternal life. But he can help us in this life on earth. Some people are delivered from death and some people are delivered through death. But they still have long life. They go to be with Christ in heaven. So are we willing, are we willing to seek safety in God for protection? And as I come to an end, I look at how Ezra 
this great man of God in the Old Testament. He wanted to go on a journey from Ahava to Jerusalem with a whole group of women and children. They're actually going back to Jerusalem. And he was a priest. And he, and he was taking thousands of people with, with lots of possessions. And obviously, the king knew about this. And the king said, you're welcome to go. This is all in Ezra chapter 8. And he realized, oh, he's told this king how great his God is. And in, and in Ezra 8 verse 22, he says, I was ashamed to ask the king for security and protection. He realized he's going on this long journey and he's worried about the protection and security of the woman and the children. But he can't go back to the king because he's ashamed because he's told the king how great this God is that he serves. So what do they do? What does Ezra do? He proclaims a fast and, and he humbles himself before his God to seek from God a safe journey. Ezra and his people called out to God concerning their security and protection. That's why we should be in the scriptures, brothers and sisters, reading the scriptures. Because what we read encourages us to do the same. If we're not in the Bible, we, we're in the wilderness. We, we're wandering aimlessly. We need to be in the scripture. So when we read this great story of what Ezra, Ezra did, how he seeks safety in God, protection, security, he, he fasted and he prayed. And did God keep him safe? Well, if you keep on reading in verses 21 to 32 of Ezra 8, you see at the end of the journey, this is what Ezra says. And the hand of our God was over us and he delivered us from the hand of the enemy and ambushes by the way. God kept them safe. Why? Because they seek protection from God. Because they trusted in the safety of God and His protection. But it doesn't mean God is always going to protect us physically. Sometimes we die. And we go to be with the Lord. God has protected us because there's an eternal protection as well. It's not just earthly protection. We always seek earthly protection. To live is Christ, but to die is gain. We should all want to be in heaven in one sense. We live in a fallen world. We are pilgrims passing through. And it's beautiful if God saves us and protects us from earthly things. And if he doesn't, we go to be with him in glory. So hopefully, we've been encouraged by these two verses. By these, by these, by these, by this passage, by Psalm 91, verses 1 to 16, that we've been encouraged by these two reasons in Psalm 91, why we can seek safety in God. The one was because He is our security, and the one that we looked at now in depth is because He is our protection. So will we be challenged now? Will we be challenged to find safety in God? I challenge you to go read Ezra chapter 8. Read about Ezra's life and see this great man. You read the whole book of Ezra. Read the book of Esther as well. See how she seeks safety in God and protection and security when she had to actually go and confront the king. Daniel seeks safety and protection in God. So will we be challenged to go and seek safety in God? And the only way we can do this if we're in the scriptures and we go to the scriptures and we like in Colossians chapter 3 where Paul encourages us to seek the things above where Christ is seated 
next to the right hand of the Father. Why? To help us to take our minds off the earthly things and fix them on the heavenly things, because that's where we will find safety. There in Christ, where He's seated next to the right hand of His Father. Look to the cross. There is your refuge. There is your security. There is your protection. There is our safety. It's in Christ Jesus Himself. On the cross, Jesus Christ gave Himself for our sins to deliver us, to rescue us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, so that we can find safety in Him as we live and walk with Him in this fallen world. It's a dangerous world. Satan, sin, the world, the flesh is powerful. And we need God's grace and mercy every day to help us to walk as wise men and women in this world, trusting in God's safety. So will we go to God and seek safety in Him to find security and to find protection? Because I promise you, there will be security. There will be protection in our all-wise, all-known, all-powerful God, the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, in whom we can seek safety. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this time to preach your word, to remind not only myself to seek safety in you and confess me and, and forgive me when I don't. Be merciful to me as I confess my sin. Be merciful to me. But forgive us, Father, for we do not find always going to you and seeking safety in you. Forgive us, Father. Be merciful to us. But I pray you, Holy Spirit, would do a great work in our hearts and convict us of our sin and turn our hearts to embrace Christ Jesus in whom we can seek safety, in whom we can find security and protection. Help us, Father. Your word is our only hope. It, inst it instructs us and it gives us hope. So, Father, please forgive us when we seek safety in something else besides you. Father, help us to take the sermon to heart and apply it to our minds, to our hearts, to our whole being. Help us to become doers of your word. Father, thank you again for, for having your good right hand over Robertson Reformed Community Church. Thank you for your, your, your kindness and your goodness over your church, how you are keeping us safe from the evil one, how you are sustaining us and enabling us to go forward. Help us to remain faithful to preaching and teaching and to praying and to holding fast Christ Jesus crucified. Help us, Father. Thank you again for the scriptures where we can find great hope and safety, safety in the triune God. I pray and ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. And I'm going to close with a benediction from Jude. Now to him is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion and authority before all time and now and forevermore. And God's children say, Amen.